Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Each episode is about a single movie, and of course we'll introduce this episode's movie in a little bit. Uh, But first I just want to say, hey, if you want to join the fan vote, um, the next vote will be in a little while, so you got time to put in a, a movie recommendation for us. Right now, new people get get the next slot. So if you have a movie that you want us to review or talk about, and hey, maybe you might want to come on to the episode yourself, send it over, either on YouTube, in the comment section of the latest episode of Film Freaks, or send us an email at ff filmfreaks with a z at the end at gmail.com or you can talk in the movie movie review uh, section of my discord the ferret nation discord all right so let's go ahead and introduce ourselves i am of course yemi the ferret who am i here with greedy waffles animation and coco gamer ah the gang's back yes we're all here finally <laughs> I would like 100%. to give another thank you to Callus who came in super last minute last episode to talk about Edge of Tomorrow. And we do appreciate that, of course. But I'm glad that we got the gang here, at least for one episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about next week. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we gotta start up with some house cleaning. Now, I'm letting Coco off the hook for Get Out, of course. Um, because that's mm-hmm. just too far away now. But... Coco, if you got any comments about Edge of Tomorrow you'd like to get off your chest, let's hear it. Edge of Tomorrow, I have to say, I've seen it like like three or four times over the past years. I still like I like I said it's a one and done movie. I like watch it like I watch it for the time being, enjoy it, but then not enjoy it if I watched it like a second time t- today. I'm not saying that the action scenes were, um, were bad. I'm just saying that time they look at, I don't know, it just, it's a good movie, but the story doesn't add up at the end. <laughs> so One done movie, movie, but you watched watch it, it yeah. four times? <laughs> like, what? Well, it's four times over the years. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So you got a little, you got a little time between them. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Coco, go ahead and introduce uh, the movie for this episode. Well, this episode I chose Caroline. Nope. It's a two thousand. It's Coraline. Coraline. Cor, not Caroline. <laughs> it's, it's easy to um, mix that up because it's so. It's a uh, two thousand and the movie. It's exactly. The movie. Yeah, everyone did. <laughs> it's a two thousand nine film. And uh, general synopsis, if my computer allowed, um, general synopsis is adventurous 11-year-old finds another world in a strangely idolized version of a frustrating home. But it has sinister secrets. And um, I wanted to start off by saying that even from the get-go, I really love the animation in this movie. <laughs> What'd you guys think? <laughs> it's great animation. I mean, you know, this studio has done so many good stop motion movies like Kibo and the Two Strings, Box Trolls. So I think at this point they are kind of masters of the stop motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a bit of a different opinion. Um, oh. 
I I mean, this studio made um, James the Giant Peach, and they also did the Nightmare Before Christmas. And like this movie, just it felt a little bit lacking compared to, especially the Nightmare Before Christmas. I felt like it was very. Um, I felt like there wasn't much going on in like the scenes and stuff. I felt like uh, like because you you watch Nightmare Before Christmas and it has all these like lighting effects and and these really well animated characters and the characters look so cool and you know they're all monsters and blah blah blah. And in this movie, just kind of the characters just didn't really pop for me. I, I felt like they didn't really I don't know because they had like personality for sure, but I just didn't feel like the movie was on the same level as something like even James the Giant Peach. It was actually a movie that I actually don't like too much, but at least the animation of the characters and stuff like that is actually, and the design of the characters are actually really unique and cool, whereas in, with Car- Coraline, I just wasn't feeling that. I felt like... See that? I felt like, like, the movements were choppy, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if, like, that's, like, the whole idea, but I felt like, you know, they, like, say something and then there was a lag between the movement and like the vocals if that makes sense mm, I, wasn't, no? I wasn't seeing that myself I didn't see that either yeah, yeah, I, felt like... I think there was like one or two times I saw something like that but I, I just assumed it was kind of just since I was streaming it you know it might have just been a bit of a, a lag thing and it, and it could have been that yeah well, since we all shared our thoughts on that, um, it leads me to um, the first scene of the movie where we see this set of hands, set of hands crafting the doll kind of formation, which is definitely heavy foreshadowing of um, one, her the other mother's true form, and two, how she actually thinks of any anyone that she anyone that she wants to. Um, love or take a doll version of self something that can be used <laughs> well what'd you guys think <laughs> um yeah well i mean it was a cool intro uh i didn't really think too much of it when i first saw it only because it's, this is my first time watching it and i was just like ah, oh, it's an intro and of course later on in the movie they explain why it you know the doll is there it is weird because um I don't know if uh, this other mother is working with whoever owns this building, but it, I mean, grandmother. Yeah, it's like how how like and even even later on in the movie, like the kid also brings her the doll. It's like, are they like working with her or something like that? Because I mean, that's what it seems like. It, it's it, but uh, apparently that's not what's happening. It's kind of weird. Yeah, no, because technically, so the Tate, grandma's close to your mic. Oh, sorry. The grandma's <laughs> twin, you know, went missing. So she, they locked up. They hit, you know, hid the door, and then she kept the doll in a way away from everybody. Then Wybie found it and was just like, "Well, this looks like the girl I just met. I should show it to her." And mm-hmm. my guess is the other mother, you know, the doll originally probably looked like her twin sister. Other mother took it back and made it look like Coraline. So. Just kind of to swap. Grandma didn't notice at first, mm-hmm. you know, and then why we took it. Yeah, I figured that. Um, yeah, it's just now it's just yeah. weird. Like, I don't know. Just, just <laughs> like all of a sudden, it's hey, it, it, two two people move into this apartment with a daughter, and 
Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a little coincidental, but <laughs> that's just kind of part of Pixar. Well, not Pixar. Um, kind of these movies that why things are a little coincidental. <laughs> Yeah, it is weird because like Wybie mentions that like, oh grandma doesn't let you know kids live in this house but suddenly she made the exception yeah why did she make the exception this time <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying it, it seems yeah. a little suspicious you know it does seem a little suspicious you're right mm-hmm. yeah especially because later on in the movie after she comes back from the other world and she's like freaked mm-hmm. out about it I mean that kid's acting all weird like I need I really need that doll back and it's like um okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just like a trick to try and make you think that they were working with the uh, other. Yeah, mother. probably was. Yeah. I don't know. We should read the book. There's a book. There's a book. I didn't even know there was a book. Well, yeah, all it's right. based off a book by Neil Gaiman. Finish the uh, Edge of Tomorrow a- uh, ma- manga and then get on Caroline. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll be the I'll be the reader guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's pretty faithful to the book. Uh, I don't. I mean, I've never read it myself, but I don't think they changed too much about it. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Like I remember. I mean, it's slightly off topic, but reading or watching uh, *Howl's Moving Castle* and going, "Ah, oh, this is so good." And then I actually read the book and went, "They're nothing alike." <laughs> like well, they are, but they're not. It's weird. Yeah. Well, okay. I, mean, I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> until <laughs> until we know either way. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get on that. I need to finish the manga first and then I'll I'll read Coraline. <laughs> <laughs> and right after that we'll do uh, Lord of the Rings. How about uh, that? <laughs> I've re- I've read Lord of the Rings. I can tell you all the differences right now. <laughs> Alright, save that for when one of us does the Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> okay. It's a two hour long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was thinking that the characters in the movie, while I did enjoy like YB and um Mr. B, I didn't really remember any of their names <laughs> over the time. Like they only said like once throughout the movie, and t- like once maybe twice, but it's they're not remember other than YB, which is like we 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 um a joke over t- over like five lines every time <laughs> when he's there. Yeah, I liked Mr. B. I thought he was a fun character. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, when I, you're I, right. I mean, the other characters, like the characters who aren't prominent in the movie, like Coraline and YB, or whatever his name mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they even said like the name of the mom and dad other than mom and dad. No. Um, yeah, exactly. But the two ladies down in the basement, I, yeah, I'm blanking on what their names were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I remember one was Ariel or April or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. You know, I saw this movie at this point, probably you know, like the year after it came out. Like my friend had it, and we wa- I watched it. And watching it this time, I was like, I don't remember this scene with like the them, the old ladies like scantily dressed, and <laughs> like I don't remember any of this. That reminds me. Like, <laughs> uh, sorry to branch off into the new like kind of. I don't know why I could say end, but near the end, like ending it, near like the half after the halfway point. It's just like I'm so surprised they had like that much skin in a, two, in a BG movie. They you to see that much skin in 2009. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was weird. 
Like, I remember the dogs and, like, the dogs in the angel costumes. Yeah, that was fine. I don't remember, I don't really remember the the actresses. Or, I think like, it burned know, the... away from your memory. <laughs> I may have. I may have. I'm like, oh. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I didn't remember it, and I was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is it's a lot. Of, I guess technically not skin, since they're stop motion. Yeah, it's but... fake, but still, it's just. <laughs> this is, it's a lot of skin for a kids movie the, the lady in the clamshell i think there was only something covering her um her nipples her, yeah her nipples <laughs> yeah. and her crotch so yeah. <laughs> i was so weirded out by that scene that was like uh, <laughs> it was weird I had to... it was very and this is the kids movie right like they advertised <laughs> yeah. it as a kids movie <laughs> they did indeed and it's pg <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly I guess since it wasn't tech, I don't know. It definitely wasn't. Like, it's definitely sexual. <laughs> like, yes, it's not, I think but the... it's, it is. Yeah. She had the, like, full outfit and made boob jokes just hitting people with it and all that stuff. I was like, wow, they really are just... <laughs> really just showing it off. <laughs> so... I don't know about you guys, but the parents in the movie, I don't know how you felt about them. Um, I, I, I felt like they were a little bit like the, like the dad was at least trying a little bit, but the mother was like t completely out of it until like, but then all of a sudden at the end, they just kind of changed because their book got made or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the, what kind of message that sends to, uh, to kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, a kid's movie, you know? <laughs> We got money. We now care about you. Yeah, like, it was a little, a uh, little weird. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, and especially because it's like throughout the whole movie, even even at the point when they get out of the snow globe, they're just like dismissive of Coraline, and mm -hmm. maybe yeah, like even at the beginning of the movie, the dad was like, oh, "I'm trying to work on this shit. Get out of here," you know, count the windows, yeah, okay. and then all of a sudden at the end, when you know. When the when their when their book deal goes through, it's like, oh, now let's plant all these flowers and turnips and yeah. You know, now was... all of a sudden, I'm you know really happy to have a daughter. Like, okay. <laughs> I keep. Yeah. I did enjoy that he was kind of trying over the time, because um, unlike the mother, like he made jokes of her, and then mother just intervened, saying like, no, I want you to go back to work. <laughs> like, um. And then my just like trying to make it up, like make it up to her. She always says like, "When we have no like we have no scenes," and like the mother would show that they, she is trying for it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, the mom was kind of the worst. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, but you know who was even worse? The, the other, other mother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like the design of like uh the needles and stuff on her hands. Mm -hmm. But I think yeah. the main design of like her face and stuff I didn't like as much. Cuz I felt I like the know, sew like... the sewing needles were like a part of her character, but I just I didn't really enjoy like how she looked like with the cracked face and stuff. Yeah. I feel it like could... that was just the facade of like she was still kind of trying to look like the real mom, so it was just kind of the facade was cracking. Hmm, maybe. I also gotta think it's 
what I'm guessing is like since she had the three kids locked away, over time her power or whatever she has um, has been dying down because she doesn't have anything to manipulate or use. I don't even know how power works to be honest, but. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like she sucks the life energy from the kids, and that's how she gets her power. And then she yeah. lost each eyeball, which is what gave her the power. You, you know, the world started crumbling away because she was mm-hmm. losing what little power she did have. Yeah. I mean, that's why she worked all disordered and not the best. Yeah. yeah. It does make you wonder what she actually looks like, though. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I'm thinking a spider mixed with sewing needles. <laughs> yeah, because of the whole web thing at the end, too. Yeah. Yeah. I also, um, when the hand got through to the real world, um, I felt like there was going to be something more to that. Uh, like, even though there are some stakes there, you know, and they kill the thing with the mm. rock, uh, not Dwayne. The Rock Johnson, uh, just a rock. <laughs> uh, that was the best cameo when, when The Rock showed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was really thinking that the you know the the other mother was gonna break through that door or something, you know, and and start to mess with them again. Like the hand was gonna unlock the door itself. I, I feel like I feel like she could have a pretty good lock picking skill, you know, with with those needle <laughs> hands. But well, I mean, it's Very a magic not. key. You can't you can't just pick a magic lock. How magic is it? So magic yeah, that there's only one key, and that the hand was trying to get the key to unlock it. Right. And it failed. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, I was, cause I was thinking that there was going to be something, because the end of the movie doesn't like feel like the end of the movie, right? It kind of feels yeah. like there's something yeah. left unsaid. So like when the movie ends, it's like, oh, well, you know, they're playing all these tulips. Is the other mother going to burst from the ground or something? Or like, is there something else going to happen here? Because it didn't feel like a very satisfying ending. ending you know it didn't feel yeah. like an ending ending in my in my opinion i guess they could i could see them doing a sequel to this movie but i i just but they never did <laughs> i don't know if it needs a sequel i just think it needs like an extra maybe 10 minutes of something happening you know just yeah. to just to feel make it feel like a better ending did you guys think of the cat <laughs> sorry I I wasn't a big fan of the cat's design, but I liked the cat overall as a character. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's just I the didn't... way that they had to, like animate his mouth made it, him look a little weird because he mm-hmm. like had fur on his face, but then his mouth looked plastic almost. Yeah, exactly. but that's because they had to animate the mouth differently from mm. other characters. Yeah. What about you, Greedy? Yeah. What did you think of the cat? Yeah, I mean, I you guys are. Hit on it. I mean, yeah, the cat kind of looked a little weird, but I'm not hitting on no cats. Mean... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the cat, you know, had wasn't like annoying, but you know, it contributed to the story. So, like, I thought, like, the amount of cat time versus like other people time was just right enough. Yeah, and they kind of kept him a mystery for a good amount until mm-hmm. he was fully revealed to talk and interact yeah. with both worlds. Yeah, it's like 35 minutes, and then you're like, oh, the cat can talk. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's also um, Keith David as the cat. And he was um, the child's in the, in the thing. The child's in the thing? Yeah. 
I don't know who the child's. I can't remember who the child's are in the thing, but it is just where he says he's probably child's. <laughs> oh, he's uh, the the character child's, not a child. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember the thing. It was a long time ago. I watched. <laughs> yeah, I think he was, he was the guy with the flamethrower at the end, and uh, they yeah. they sat. Yeah, I know who you're talking. He's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, he's in a yeah. lot of stuff. He's a very good actor. I say, isn't he Goliath? And gargoyles, Hercules. I know the guy who voiced the cat. Um, there's a lot of things. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think he was a gargoyle in Hercules. Oh well, I'm talking about the TV show Gargoyles. Oh, I I don't know about I don't know anything about that. You should watch. Just too many things too. You should. You have to look up on your own time. (laughs) That's fine. Well, do we have anything else to say about Man, Korra? Yeah, Man? I, mean, I really have nothing else to say about yeah. it. <laughs> I didn't like the um, scene where, like, I did, sorry, trying to remember what it was. Um, I did like how, like, the things, like, disappear, like, I don't know how how I should say this. Um, dismet- just, no, not dismet- like, disappeared when I'm um, one the I'm also taken and go with all white. Oh yeah, the, how they disintegrated. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the word. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought that was a cool effect. You know, you know, a part of the movie I did really enjoy. I I, I really like that little um, the jumping mouse band <laughs> that Mister B put on. Um, I like the song that I played because it actually sounded like you know tiny instruments were being played there, and I like the choreography and the camera work on that section of it too. I felt like that was a really fun scene to Wasn't watch. It, the one thing that stood out to me in that scene, and like not as like a bad thing, but like all the shadows, because like each mouse casts like three shadows, like, you know, because of the lights and stuff. And I'm just like, and those shadows have to be real, right? Like, yeah. it'd be so hard to do that after the effect or like, but I just feel like it'd mm-hmm. be hard to get it with stop motion, make sure the shadows line up too. Yeah. That's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked uh, it looked probably probably the, it had it would hit the most personality out of any of the moments in the movie, in my opinion. I mean, besides from when the dad was planting the flowers with the giant praying mantis mower, mm-hmm. but other than that, like the Mister B mouse mouse scene was the other one that really stood out to me. Is like, oh well, maybe you know this is this is what I wish the whole movie kind of looked like, you know, with this much style and energy. Yeah. Well, they had it had a different type of style. Like it, I, the style they were going for definitely was more just drab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, and... yeah, I understand that. I just, uh, you know, when 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 the last, you know, when when you think of, um, you know, claymation or you know, this type of movie, your mind directly goes to things like Corpse Bride and mm-hmm. you know, movies that look like this animation too, or like. You know, of course, everyone goes to ah, the Nightmare Before Christmas, and that's the one that I always go to too because that's like one of my favorite movies ever. And you go, ah, but this just doesn't look like the same. Like even though Nightmare Before Christmas came out way before this, and even though James and the Giant Peach came out way before this, and they had like live action stuff mixed in with claymation, which was like revolutionary for the time, and it probably and it still is pretty impressive. This just doesn't scream impressive to me. Yeah, I can see that. And like I said, I think it was kind of the look they were going for. They wanted to drab. Uh, but yeah, it definitely isn't 
as like cool or impressive looking as some of their other movies. Like, yeah, I don't know if you've got Kibo and the Two Strings, but there's some really cool stuff in that one. Yeah, that's a that's one of those movies that's it's very stylish. It's got a very um, nice color palette to it, and everything kind of meshes together really well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a quick one. Yeah. I don't think we have anything else to say about this one. Oh. Well, uh, yeah, Coco, if you want to start off with your uh, final thoughts and rating, go ahead. I enjoyed this um, movie. The first time I watched it was at school because we had like nothing to do on the last day. Um, so like coming in the second time, I noticed some more stuff with the um, like film talk. It also helped that I wasn't watching it on a really old laptop, <laughs> so I could appreciate it more. Um, like I enjoyed the animation, um, even though there were some frisks of it sometimes, but other than that, it's not, like nothing where I would describe it from the movie. But overall, I'll just give it four point five out of five. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, yeah, I thought it was like a middle of the road type movie. I wasn't like super impressed with it, but it wasn't like a boring watch. Um, I I I liked uh, I liked there was a few scenes here and there that I enjoyed, and I thought the voice acting was pretty good. All all things considered. I just wish that it had more of um of its own personality to it, you know, kind of like other movies that we mentioned already. I don't want to re re go over all that, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it was just kind of like ah, uh, you know, it's fine. It's nothing like super amazing that I'm gonna watch again, but I'm glad that I finally did get around to watching it, and I'd give it a a three three out of five. Yeah, I kind of agree with Yummy. Like, middle of the road, I don't know. I found it a little boring. Um, got kind of just creeped out by the movie. Um, the, like, the nude scene, I don't know. That was just a little awkward. It wasn't completely I, nude. <laughs> I, it, I know, but you, those who watch it, you, you, you would know. <laughs> like, it just did not sit right in the vibes. Just, I know it was supposed to be, like, a creepy movie. I don't know, just them advertising it as, like, a kid's movie, you know, this and that. It was just, like, ugh, I don't know. It was just weird. And I did find it a little boring, as I say. So, I, But still, like, a boring middle-of-the-road kind of movie, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm going to give it a two-and-a-half. All right. Um, you know, overall... Like for me, like it wasn't boring, but yeah, it's kind of middle of the road. It's just like, oh, this is this is all right. This is fine. Like I, I can I could watch it once every eleven years and be fine, <laughs> but I won't go out of my way to like watch it or anything. Um, animation I thought was pretty good. Um, you know, for stop motion and stuff, I think I just kind of like that style. But I do agree with you. I mean, yeah, it is a little more like I think they took the drab too far and kind of sucked all the personality out of it um but overall um you know like i said it was okay um I'll watch it again someday eventually maybe uh but i'd give it a 3.5 out of 5 seems like we're all spread across the board on this one yeah we, yeah. we are <laughs> Alrighty, well um as you all know we had the fan vote that happened during uh tay's recommendation 
And the winner has been chosen. And the winner was Goodfellas from 1990, which was directed by Martin Scorsese. Is that how you say it? Scorsese? Scorsese, yeah. Uh, this was chosen by Maz, a.k.a. Maz Tech Gaming. And actually, this is, I think, the first recommendation that we ever got, I think. So it's been a while, but... I feel hey. like Goodfellas has been on the board for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, was one of the, it was one of the OGs. Yeah. So um, yeah, it finally got chosen. So. And uh, Maz is actually going to join us on the podcast. I know he's taking a bit of a hiatus from Twitch and YouTube right now as he gets his stuff sorted out. But he said that he'd be able to join us for the episode, and he's a super fan, so expect a little bit more of an in-depth conversation than this one about Coraline. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me just go over the synopsis here real quickly. So, uh, this is the true story of Henry Hill, a half-Irish, half-Sicilian Brooklyn kid who was adopted by neighborhood gangsters at an early age and climbs the ranks of the Mafia family under the guidance of Jimmy Conaway. And this movie stars Ray Loita, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco, and a bunch of other people that you know or not know. But yeah, um, I'm excited to watch this because I've never seen it. And obviously everyone's like, you gotta see, you gotta see Goodfellas. Goodfellas, it is a pretty good movie, so. Right. You gotta see it. Gotta see it. I've never seen it, so I'm excited Okay, dokie. I think, I mean, that's all I gotta say. Anyone else have anything they want to mention before we end the show? No. Nope. Nope. Alright, well, this was a speed run of our review for Coraline. Um, I hope you all enjoyed. Thanks for listening on whatever platform you're listening on. I'm Yumi the Ferret, and I've been here with... Pretty Waffles. Animation. And Coco Gamer. And we are Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Later. See ya.